0: This is Pet Life Radio. Let's Talk Pets.
1: Hello, everybody. To 19 Cats and Counting, I'm your host, Rita Reimers. Flying solos, Linda Still out with dreaded COVID-19. I have an extra special guest on my show today, Dean Nicholson. You might remember seeing his video last year. Cycling around the world, he picked up a little hitchhiker. I'll be back to tell you more about it right after this break and introduce you to Dean and Nala. Cleaning up after 19 cats is stinky business. And if you have a cat like me, you know that nothing smells worse than a wet litter box. Luckily, Armin Hammer has a solution new Absorbex cat litter made with desert dry minerals. It absorbs wetness in seconds, taking that wet odor out of the picture. Go to slash bounty and get $4 off your box of quick absorbing Absorbex and have a nice dry day. New Absorbex from Arm & Hammer More power to you.
0: Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com.
1: Welcome back to 19 Cats and Counting, as I promised an extra special guest today, Dean Nicholson and his kitty, Nala, who was picked up during his cycling around the world. I remember when that video came out. It moved me so much, that itty-bitty little kitty... How did she ever get your attention?
2: Um, she caught my attention. I was cycling up through Bosnia. Um, I was going up quite a steep hill. Um, I had my music on in the back of my bike, quite loud. And then just a wee faint in the distance, just a meow screaming out at the top of her lungs. Um, so I pulled the bike over and pulled her out the side of the road. And then I had this wee, <laughs> a wee scruffy kitten chasing me. And that was it. The bond was made from that moment on.
1: She really wanted your attention. I just. You often still wonder how she got out there. From reading her book, it sounds like she was sent there specially for you.
2: Yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I think she was sent there. I think um, someone must have dumped her, I think, because it was just in the middle of nowhere. Right. Uh, 12 miles. But, I mean, I was there at the right place, right time, just to go past her. And I was it. picked her up and put her on the bike. And then we That's went for a cycle down the road. And then she was trying to get out the basket that I put her in. And then 10 minutes later, she climbed up onto my shoulder and fell asleep while I was cycling. And then that was it. I was
1: reading your wonderful book last night, Dalla's World, which we'll talk more about. I was laughing at the part where you were feeding her pesto, because I knew that was going to come back to haunt you. <laughs>
2: uh, I, I I've never knew the time, and pesto the only thing I had on me at the time. Right. And she was loving it like she was lapping it up, finished the whole jar. And then, yeah, that night, an unpleasant surprise. Yeah. The- <laughs> so,
1: so you became a parent really right then How did she change your trip and the goals you were trying to accomplish during the trip? It's like she became your ambassador
2: um, My goals, I just wanted to get across the world um, I had the dream of like cycling to Thailand, sitting on a beach, uh, drinking out a coconut But when I found her, obviously I had to look after her, had to get her vaccinations right Which all takes time and then as soon as she climbed up on my shoulder when I, was staying, when I was cycling, that was me. I fell in love with her. And that was it. I just had to slow my trip down and just go at her pace.
1: <laughs> it's like you totally changed the meaning of your trip, not just the pace. Yes.
2: Yeah, totally,
1: totally. I, I think with her, you probably got to meet more people than you would have on your own. What Do you think that's
2: true? Um, yeah, definitely. Um, I'm a big guy. Tattoos. <laughs> And not many people were stopping to talk to me when I was cycling. But when you've got a cat sitting on your shoulder, walking into shops or cycling down the street, so many people stop and uh, want to know the story. Right.
1: It automatically makes you approachable because the cat trusts you. And then, you know, even if they'd wanted to approach you, if you weren't with the cat, you know, there's nothing there to break the ice. And Lala was there to break the ice for you.
2: Very good icebreaker. Very (laughs) good icebreaker.
1: What surprised you the most? about cats had you ever had a cat for a pet before
2: nope i've had them um, i've had stick insects i've had chickens Um, had fish tropical fish i've had dogs dogs my entire life i've always right. been a dog person and then first ever cat
1: i was surprised she traveled so well with you and, and didn't try to jump out of the the basket she was in
2: well i think she was just looking for a companion at the same time and i was just the uh, one to cross her path exact same time and it was just it was a perfect match
1: Did it surprise you that cats are as bonded to humans as they are?
2: Yep, totally. I thought cats, my entire life I grew up thinking cats, you know, they'll scratch your furniture, (laughs) go away half the time and come back just to get fed. But the personality on Nala is just, it's unbelievable. She's just a beautiful cat.
1: She really is. um, And I can tell she loves you a lot. You know, seeing a man with a cat, It really helps other guys to understand that they're not the elusive creatures that everyone thinks they are. They can really be bonded to you, and they can be good companions.
2: Yeah, yeah, I I mean, brilliant companion. Um, She's perfect cycling with, because during the day, she just sleeps all the time, and um, she gets up. When she wants something, she lets me know, and it's very easy to read her body language, and she's just perfect.
1: I love how you took the time to understand her body language and what she's trying to tell you. Look how beautiful. How old is she now?
2: She is two on the 2nd of October, so I'm trying to figure out a birthday present for her.
1: Oh, I love it. She'll love anything you give her as long as it's not pesto. (laughs) Uh, uh, Well, she'd probably like that too, but you wouldn't like it so
2: much. (laughs) Yeah, I wouldn't like it in the middle of the night.
1: (laughs) Oh, my goodness. So, you guys are traveling now. You're in Austria now, is that correct?
2: Yep, Austria now.
1: So, how far along are you on your trek around the world, or are you just not even counting it like that anymore? Are you just taking. Um,
2: no, there's there's no timeline. Mm-hmm. Uh, I plan to. I mean, I would love to cycle around the world, and I've not really went far compared to where I started. Now, now I'm back in Austria. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just all playing it by ear with COVID and everything that's going on. So.
1: Oh, I know. It, it's awful. I I haven't left my house very much to speak of in the, in the last several months. My best friend, who <laughs> I love. It. I just be
2: two seconds and just yeah. open the door and she thing. wants
1: something, doesn't she? So Nala has got. Dean, well-trained, you see. He heard her meow and she wanted something. What did she want, Dean?
2: Her toilet's upstairs. It's not in the bedroom. Oh. <laughs> so it's not, so she must have the toilet just now.
1: She really does let you know when she wants something.
2: Yep, and it's the same on the bike as well. I mean, she sleeps most of the time in her basket. Mm-hmm. And when she wakes up, most of the time she sits with her paws out the front, just sniffing the air. But if she wants a drink, she licks my lip.
1: I and- read that.
2: Yeah, she does that. If she needs a toilet, she wants mm-hmm. out. So it's just all about reading their language.
1: So you have, like, the best world. You don't have to have a litter box. No,
2: nah, she can choose wherever she wants to go. <laughs> and she, bur- she buries it as well, so...
1: Even when you're staying at someone's house, she wants to go out like a dog? She doesn't need yeah, a litter box?
2: Yeah, yeah, she goes outside when we're staying. But we've stayed in this house for quite a few weeks now, so they have got cats as well, the people who own this house. Ah. Uh, She's got a litter box now.
1: How does she get along with the other cats?
2: It's strange because one of the cats is really quite old. I think they said about 17. Oh. And Nala's got so much respect for it. So the cat comes in and she goes over. And then you can just see by her body language that yeah. she doesn't want to play. She just looks, smells it, and then walks away.
0: Mm-hmm. But the
2: other one, Sammy, he's he's a, a big guy. She plays with him a wee bit, tries to wind him up, chase him a, <laughs> bit, a wee bit. So.
1: You know the girls rule the roost, Right. Uh. <laughs> It's the same with any species, human, cat, dog. Yep, the females rule the worst. I'm just kidding. It's great that she can get along with other animals too. You picked up another little hitchhiker along the way, a little puppy.
2: Yep. Um, um Baloo. We found him in Albania. What happened there again? Just basically I forgot my lunch one day and um, it got to about one o'clock and I was really I was really needing something to eat. And there was this orange tree I could see in a field. Mm -hmm. I went over, and then there was just this wee, about three, four-week-old puppy lying there just full of mange. So I went over. I told Nala on the bike, I was like, you're going to have to go in the carrier for a wee bit, give him your space, and then got him to the vet. And he's now living in London now.
1: Yeah, I was reading. I was wondering if that adoption came through because I haven't read the second part of your book yet.
2: (laughs) There we go. Yeah, someone took him on in London. And the pictures of him now, he's just such a beautiful dog. Um, and just the colors that's came through on his fur he's just gorgeous
1: i saw the photo in your book he is beautiful and again there's so many homeless dogs and cats and why people drive way out in the wilderness to dump them is beyond me when there's people who would give them a home if they could if oh, they no, knew so
2: many homeless animals um, especially down this part of the world where i was cycling they're just on the streets and it's just really badly neglected but more it's bad
1: here too. It's bad here too. But you were in Greece and Greece, they love their cats in Greece. There's a lot of street cats now. And I understand that a lot of the people have taken to taking care of those cats and making sure they're spayed and neutered and vetted and they've got food. Did you come across that when you were in Greece?
2: There's still a, a lot a big problem in Greece with stray animals. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of stray cats and dogs on the street. I uh, there's still quite a lot from what I can remember.
1: It's Really sad, Nala's very lucky she came upon you, and I don't remember what I was asking you when she decided she wanted your attention. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, when you go on these journeys, do you always take Nala with you, or do you ever leave her behind? She's always
2: mm-hmm. your no, no, I am. Um, I basically travel full time, mm-hmm. so I just go out on the bike, and she's, she's always with me. And um, just she sits, I've got the, her whole basket's carried out, so it's comfy for her, and um, can keep her warm. Um, she's got an umbrella if it rains a waterproof cover and she's got everything in there that she needs
1: she doesn't ever try to jump out while you're while Don't, you're cycling um,
2: she's almost jumped out a few times and that's been because a butterfly has oh. flown in front of us and she's tried to jump and catch it
1: yeah that but can't resist those got a
2: harness and then she's also attached to the bike especially when we're on busy roads i keep her attached just in case
1: yeah yeah you went through some pretty bad storms with her and it sounds like she didn't get scared she just kept herself under cover.
2: I, um storms. I, I hate the weather that see when you're cycling in thunderstorms, it's just so wet, right. and cold, but she's fine. She's again she just sleeps. Um we've been camping out in the middle of thunderstorms and she's not faced by it at all. She just curls up and enjoys it.
1: That's just amazing because you know, cats my cats, if there's even a hint of rain, they're all hiding.
2: Even fireworks babies. The fireworks at New Year where we're in Albania yeah. and she didn't she didn't mind at all. She just
1: Wow She's a cool cat, literally. Yeah,
2: she's very cool.
1: <laughs> What's the weather like where you are now? I know we've got, suddenly it's really fall here in the States. It's gotten cold. I had to put my heat on this morning.
2: Um, it's it's very nice. It's sunny. Um, I can't remember. In fact, the last time I seen rain was when I went home a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I went home to visit the family, took Nala. Um, oh, but yeah, I'll bet
1: they loved
2: it. I, my gran, she's um, My gran's 91 years old now. And she can't hear and see very well. So when I was FaceTiming them back home, my gran was always asking to see Nala.
1: Uh-huh.
2: And I thought I would take Nala to see my gran. So just been home.
1: I bet she loved all the attention, didn't she?
2: Oh, aye. She loved the attention. <laughs> Apart um, from, my dad's really allergic to cats or short-haired animals, so he couldn't.
1: One of my old, I just rescued a cat. He's been here two and a half weeks. He's very old. Somebody kicked him out. And uh, he just came into my office. Hi! He's still getting acclimated here. Maxwell?
2: Is he still getting used to the house, the setup?
1: He just jumped up in the chair. He's The vet guessed he was about 12 years old, but he looks more like 15. His owner died and the family didn't want him and they just shoved him outside. So, very nice. so he joined my family here. My cats have been very understanding that he needs a little bit more. Just like you were saying with Nala, like she knows that older cat can't really play.
2: Yeah, I mean, I couldn't believe it. Just watching her behavior and she yeah. just... So they must be able to know by the smell, or
1: they seem to know because my cats don't don't really try to mess with him too much either. How many cats you have? Can you see? Can you see him? There he is, right there.
2: Oh yeah,
1: Maxwell. He's got a little on his side that we treated, and he had his whole neck. He looked like he'd had a fight with a feral cat over some food. Um, but all his tests are perfect, so
2: good.
1: hopefully he'll be here for quite a while. You know, they can live quite old. They
2: can live to be quite old. I've heard that uh, people say they've got cats into their 20s, so...
1: I hope Nala lives forever. Let's take a small break, and then I want to come back and ask you more about your website and your future plans. And uh, I understand you have a Nala calendar. I want to hear all about that. We'll be right back after this short message from one of our wonderful sponsors. It's
0: October! It's October! and there are spooky scares everywhere. When it comes to your dog's everyday health, you don't have to be spooked when you have Daily Dose. Daily Dose is a two-in-one dog chew that pairs a powerful dental scrub with vet-developed supplements for full body health and seriously clean smiles. Now pay attention through October 31st Enter for a chance to win all four bags of daily dose in coming joint, heart, and skin health. Just post a picture of your pup smile with the hashtag SeriousSmileSweeps to any of PetLife Radio's Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook pages. Good luck! <laughs> Visit YourPetsDailyDose.com to save $3 on your first bag with promo code PETLIFE. That's YourPetsDailyDose.com Let's Talk Pets. Let's Talk Pets. On PetLife Radio. PetLife Radio. 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 PetLifeRadio.com
1: And we're back with 19 Cats and Counting and Dean's trying to get Nala back in the room, but she's off frolicking somewhere while we talk about her. Maybe she didn't want to hear what we had to say. I don't know. Disappeared. <laughs> so you you had all along an Instagram page, One Bike One World, and now you have a website, One Bike One World. That's become your your brand. Yep. And uh, besides the new book about Nala, which is awesome, you guys need to read Nala's World. People can visit OneBikeOneWorld.com and also order a Nala calendar. How did that come to be? And I want one. I'm going to order one.
2: <laughs> and the calendar came about last year. It was just the pictures of Nala on Instagram are just getting that such a, a big response, a good response. So I thought a good way to make money for charity would be to bring out a calendar. So I've got one of the old ones here.
1: Yes, absolutely.
2: <laughs> there we go. And then that raised a £100,000 for charities last year, which was brilliant.
1: I love that. And you've got this wonderful woman who does the character cartoons, the caricatures for you. How did you meet up with her?
2: Um, just one day when I think I was in Santorini and she just drew a, a picture one day and sent it to me. And I loved it. I asked her to draw one for my family. she done that. And then she started doing wee comics, like a daily comic. And um, that was it. The rest of it, she, she just started taking on a role as doing my own comic every day.
1: I love that you've met all kinds of people from all over the world. Have you come to appreciate cultural differences, and really find that most people are basically the same in their heart?
2: Everybody I've met has just been so friendly. And um, you sort of get a wee problem, and if you speak to people next to the borders, mm-hmm. like people in Greece were saying, "Don't go to Turkey," people in Turkey were saying, "Don't don't go to Greece." But when you cross over, they're just they're just so friendly. They're just mm-hmm. like me. Just lovely people, big hearts.
1: Yeah, if you put the politics aside and take people just as people, that's a whole yeah, different yeah. way to get to get know it. them.
2: Politics aside, they're all brilliant people, and I think you still need to have a bit of cultural divide because that's what's interesting with the world—like mm-hmm. different food and music and that. But yeah, definitely need that.
1: You're really getting to meet more types of people than most people would in their lifetime, and really experience new cultures.
2: Yeah, I, I'm experiencing them all over. And some of the friendliest people are the ones you wouldn't expect to be friendly. Like when I went to Azerbaijan or right. Turkey, well, Georgia, they were just so friendly. And you would always be greeted on the street with a cup of tea or some raki, some homemade alcohol.
1: I love that. I, I wish everybody could experience that because maybe the world would be a different place if we all met people as they live day to day.
2: I mean, there's so many friendly people out there that I think the best thing to do is just to switch off the news and stop being mm-hmm. the news and just get out there and enjoy the world. And Do you I mean, plan
1: to get over to the States at all?
2: Uh, yeah. I mean, my goal is I would like to go to Thailand first. I'd like to go down that area. So, mm-hmm. I've got to, my plan is if coronavirus lets me to go across Russia in April next year and then down Southeast Asia, do a bit of Australia, then fly back over and do Canada and America and then down South America.
1: Oh, that would be awesome. Well, if you come anywhere near where I am, I definitely want to meet you. And you nice. and Nala have an open invitation, if you are in the Charlotte, North Carolina area, to come and stay with me and my kitties. Oh, so Nala, Nala might feel overwhelmed with my 19 cats and counting. Well, it's it's now 20 with Maxwell.
2: Oh, no, we stayed with someone in Greece and she had about 70 cats. Really? Aye, 70 Whoa. cats. Jeannie. She was mad. She was from Scotland as well, and she's done a sanctuary over there. Uh She had donkeys, ducks, chickens, dogs.
1: I love it. Where I live, I live kind of in a semi-rural area, and my neighbours behind me have horses, and my neighbours next to me have chickens. It's almost like living in the country. And of course, I have my 20 cats. I'm just watching one of them jump in the window. I didn't set out to be the crazy cat lady, but when you work in rescue, as I'm sure... You know, I remember when you were talking to the veterinarian that treated the puppy, he said he'd have 40 dogs if he could. And yeah, I just that's what it. happens when you work in rescue or work with animals.
2: Because they've all got, every animal's got a brilliant personality when you get to know it. Our, what animal is, I mean, we used to have a cow on one of the, the farm I worked on, and it was just a brilliant cow. Loved attention, came up for cuddles, would sit down with you in the day. It was brilliant.
1: I love it. And, you know, my my max is 20. That's why his name is Maxwell, 20. Yeah,
0: exactly. yeah.
1: <laughs> That's it. But, you know, if I had the means and I had more people here to help me with my rescue, I'd probably have twice as many. But, you know, you've got to have time to give them love and attention, as I'm sure you found from Nala. She's probably a lot more demanding than you thought a kitty would be.
2: I um, I mean, I give her 24. I give her all my attention, like I can, especially when I'm on the road. Right. As long as she's happy. Then I'm just good to keep doing what I'm doing and cycling and enjoying it.
1: How did you manage to? I know some countries require quarantining when you bring an animal through. How did you get around those requirements or did that passport exempt you from that?
2: Uh, yeah, so I've got a her passport here. And mm-hmm. uh, basically, I got, as soon as I got her, I smuggled her through the first border, which I shouldn't uh, have no. done. <laughs> I need to hide her. So I got her through and then basically started getting all her our JAGS or rabies vaccination. Mm-hmm. And I got her a wee microchip in her neck. And then basically, if you keep that passport up to date, you're good to go into every country.
1: That's great, because sometimes people will come to me and say, I had a lady come to me recently and say she wanted to move to Australia, but she was afraid that they would put her cats in this long quarantine and that it would be harder on them. So that's good to know about the passport. What do you have to do to keep it up to date?
2: I think Australia, you need to go into quarantine. Uh I'm pretty sure you've got to go in there. Keep up to date. You just go for me to get into a new country. I've got to go to the vet, and the vet's just got to have a look over Nala to make sure there's no like disease, obvious disease, and she's healthy. But every time we go through there, she gets a clean bill of health and she's good to go. She hates the vets, well, she knows as soon as she goes in there, she can just sense the smell.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: That's will treat her when she's on my shoulder. Mm-hmm. She do anything so.
1: And plus, you know, like you said, the smell and then other dogs barking and other animals. I'm sure it's not the best experience. I have a home vet come for my kitties, but there's some things you've got to go to the office for. Yeah. You know, there's just no way around it. So it was brilliant. Whatever a veterinarian told you about the passport, that was so brilliant on their part because now you're all set. You can go anywhere.
2: Yeah, go anywhere as far as I'm aware. Um, and to be honest with you, all the borders I've crossed. Um, the only one that has really checked it is going back into the UK, my home country. And that's been it. So not many people even bat an eyelid. In fact, to be honest with you, some of the security guards come out, the Border uh-huh. Patrol picture with Nala.
1: Was I your was heart totally in good. your throat the first time that you went through, even with the passport that that you uh, went through and actually let the guards see you had Nala? Were you nervous about that?
2: Oh, uh, yeah, totally. Because I thought, what happens if something's wrong? Um, I'd already basically fallen in love with her, so... I, I didn't want her to be taken away. I didn't want anything like that to happen. So, nah, it was a relief getting through. And they actually just smiled and looked at them and they quite enjoy it after that. Right. Uh,
1: well, smuggling her through must have been nerve wracking. So at least having the right paperwork, that, that took one worry off your shoulders.
2: Uh, yeah, the smuggling part was a wee bit. <laughs>
1: so this ma- trip didn't turn out exactly how you envisioned it but it, it's taken on a whole new meaning for you. What was your goal in the beginning versus what is your goal with with this trip now?
2: Um, like I was saying, goal in the beginning was just to get across the world and still meet people at the same time. I was looking forward to stuff like running out of money so you have to have to interact with people a lot more. But now the goal is I would just like to bring a lot. So now I've got this platform it's to bring a lot of awareness for animals around the world, the voiceless animals and the environment as well.
1: I love that you're very aware of other issues like pollution and conservation. I love the story in your book where you went and just took it upon yourself to clean up the beach.
2: Yeah, but I mean, we camp a lot on the beaches as well. And the beaches are just, honestly, they're filthy, just full of plastic.
1: So sad.
2: I, I When I was in Santorini, and um, when we were kayaking, me and Tony, the uh, kayak tour guide, we were just constantly picking plastic bags out of the water. And the fish and the animals and the whales, dolphins, don't realise... that's actual plastic. It's food, jellyfish, so they're eating them and then sadly they're dying. So it'd be good to make an impact on that as well.
1: And two, people should think about it, because if you eat wild-caught fish or wild-caught salmon or anything like that, they're eating that plastic out there, so you're eating it too.
2: Ah, Basically, if you're eating that, it's going straight into you, so Mm -hmm. good for the world or the environment.
1: I love that you're bringing that awareness, and I will be sure to watch your website. And uh, I just liked you on Facebook. I already was following you on Instagram, but um, Facebook seems to be where I spend the most time. So I will definitely be watching your journey and whatever help you need. You know, you need somebody over here to, to talk about some of your causes or interests. I'd love to have you back on the show and hopefully Nala will make a more prominent appearance well, next time.
2: <laughs> it must be one of the cats must be upstairs It's just chasing or something. <laughs>
1: Well, mine too. They don't. My sweetie pie is over here. I wish she'd come over here. But if I'm wanting them on camera, they're nowhere around. If I don't want them on camera, usually I have a tail slapping me in the face.
2: I know. Normally, as soon as I start swinging, she comes over and she wants all my attention. And you're sitting there trying to headbutt (laughs) the (laughs) camera.
1: Well, so now you have this platform in this audience. What would you like people to know about you, Nala, about the world?
2: Just basically everything that's going on, all the negative stuff in the world just now. If you're looking for a happy story and to just die, just to enjoy our journey, just follow us and we'll always try and do the right thing with animals and bring awareness and that stuff like that.
1: Well, I would love
2: to have you back
1: on the show again. I'm going to finish the other half of the book probably after we get off the phone. My editor (laughs) will kill me because I'm due for a column, but I want to write that. I want to finish reading this. Do you think you'll write more books about your experiences traveling?
2: Yeah, uh, yeah, definitely. The thing I want to do next is I want to get into children's books, mm-hmm. um, because I feel like if you do it, if you have, I will turn Nala into a cartoon character, basically Nala's Adventures, and I want to have a cartoon series coming out about Nala, about, you could have it like, save it, the plastic pollution and that, and yes. basically teaching the kids at a young age the right thing to do, so I'd like to do that, so there'll be more books.
1: Well, that's a fabulous idea. I've long said that I wanted to do something in the schools teaching children about how to care for animals properly and using NALA to bring children into the awareness about the environment and recycling and, you know, keeping your beaches clean. That's just going to be a win all the way around. That's
2: right. mm-hmm. stray animals, refugees. Just mm-hmm. there's so many topics that you could cover and just help to try and teach the future generation the right stuff to do. And-
1: right. Did you ever find out what happened to those refugees at that hotel you
2: had pitched a tent at? Uh, no, no, never found out about them at all. Ugh. I'm going, I'm going back down to Greece, so I'm, I might cycle past that way and pop just in, just see what's up. Yeah,
1: it did sound like things were changing, so I hope it was further better. I hope yeah. they were able to, you know, settle in somewhere because that's, that's not a, a life either, being very that's unsettled the, in a camp.
2: They're really good people. They've got really good degrees in that for where they have came mm. from. Um, they're just looking for a better lifestyle. They've had their homes taken away from them um, through the governments and that. And it's just not a way to live. So they're just wanting a better life.
1: I know. It's hard, it's hard to believe this stuff happens still in this day and age. And uh, hopefully you'll bring more awareness and we can work together to do something about it. Any last thoughts for us before I let you go find Nala and continue on your journey? Just she says, no, I'm camera shy to today. <laughs> <laughs> That's Okay. We know how beautiful she is. I hope everybody will go out and buy your book. So I just wanted to wrap up and say thank you so much for saving Nala and Baloo and for being such a positive influence on the world.
2: Uh, Thank you very much. It's been a pleasure to talk to you.
1: It's been a pleasure to talk to you, too. Thank you so much, Dean and Nala, for being my special guest. As always, thank you to my awesome producer, Mark Winter, for giving me this platform. And please visit OneBikeOneWorld.com, order that calendar. All proceeds go to charity. Thanks so much, Dean.
0: Thank you. Cheers. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.